Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast, where we download this week's gaming news, and of course, we bring it straight to you. I'm your host, Danzel, aka Black Ice, joined by my co-host each and every week, talking about the gaming news you guys want to hear. Start off with Manny, aka the Goop Master Flex. Here to know, stay gooping. Okay, okay, you know, it's a lifestyle, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, we got uh, we got my boy Chris over there. Mr. May 25th, how you doing, man? You know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been uh, 10 days in on the lifestyle, and I got to say it's uh, refreshing. Ah, okay. First hand review. Yeah, there you go. Testimonial for you, Goop. All right. All right. (laughs) You got to do it, ladies and gentlemen. You got to stay gooping. Um, Yeah, so guys, we're back. Uh, We we missed you guys last week. You know, we took a little hiatus last week, to be quite honest, because I was, uh, your boy was not feeling too good. But you know that's okay. We're back. We're better than ever. And uh, this is our this is our 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 what annual episode? I guess you could say. Like it's a year ago today is uh, when we we first started this podcast. So you know, so that's crazy to think it's already been a year. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, man, it's crazy. Yeah, time yeah. Flies wow. You're having fun. Well, or shall I say, wow. time flies when you're staying gooping, you oh, know. God. Oh, God. Yeah, now, now he let the brand get to his head. Oh, God. <laughs> let's, let's move on real quick, guys. Oh, um, God. <laughs> We're going to bring it in right, though. We're going to get some some new stuff, y'all. Some new stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Down the pike. Yeah, year two is going to be pretty fun. We definitely got a, a couple new things in the works. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely been a fun year, you know, uh, learning and trying to grow this podcast. So we thank you guys for listening. and. And of course, always watching. And uh, you know, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. You know, you, you can't can't forget. You know, I gotta say it. Make sure to like and subscribe to show your support. Um, but yeah, back to the podcast, guys. What have you guys been playing this week or this this past two weeks? I guess we should say. Um, let's get let's get caught up. So, Manny, what about you? Start off for me. Yeah, um, been playing a little bit of 2K as well as uh, Back for Blood. Of course, that game just released this week. A lot of bit I've of 2K. Have- what do you mean a lot of bit of 2K? 2K, you know, 2K, I, I, I've been, you know, me and 2K are, are fighting a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, but, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to call Manny out, but you know, sometimes he does it to himself. This man is a 99 overall, already won his first chip, you know? Bro. You playing a lot of know, 2K. You know Jerry, right? Marquise's friend. Bro, Marquise's friend, first of all, Jerry. Got 99 overall, and it was like in halfway in the second season, like the third day came out. And I remember because we were in a party talking, and he just mentioned it. So it's What's not that like that got to do with you. I'm a no life, you know what I'm saying? I, whoa, hold on, time about nobody called you a no life. Nobody called you a no life now. What do you mean? Yo, yeah, I just came over my night, he's like playing a lot of 2K. I mean, you said a little bit, it's not a little bit. You've been playing a lot of 2K. I've been playing a lot of 2K too. Nothing wrong with it. Ain't nobody call you a no life. Settle down, bro. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, Continue gooping, bro. But yeah, that as well. And then uh, as well as Apex Legends, you're ready to know getting ready for Ash in the new season. I'm trash, but you, it's, it's fun. You know what I'm saying? It's fun. Okay. All right. Chris. What you been playing? Don't say Destiny. Um, well, <laughs> that only leaves me with a little bit. <laughs> now, awesome roast though. Like my gaming the last few weeks has been uh, subpar because, uh, like, I've been playing shit, but like, 
here and there, you know, um, I'm trying to fix a lot of things. Like I try to do a lot of editing for like a YouTube channel and then stuff. Like I said, we got coming down the pikes. So I ain't been spending no time on the Xbox because I got to do the other stuff right now. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I have played a little 2K, um, and then I'm still a 70-something overall. I ain't no 99. Um, and have I played anything else? I've been actually playing a lot of uh, Ninja Storm. Y'all don't want no, y'all don't want to talk about Ninja Storm, but I've been playing a lot of that. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Ninja Storm? Interesting. Well, you, you want some hands? Not that back. Yeah. Uh, I, bro, I, 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 I thought he's hands. I thought he's hands. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. I thought, I thought, I thought it was about to get wild. <laughs> you get that? Uh, no, I get Naruto's dad up in here, man. Stop playing, man. Hit and flash, man. I'll smack your sheets with you. I'm just saying, no. Do I do I spell a, cha- a smell a challenge here? You know, a little stream. I'm just saying, yo, I, I don't like the way man said that to me. You know what I mean? It kind of made me feel some type of way. <laughs> Hey man, you know how to settle it on the sticks. That's how we do it in gaming I, I, world. I've been looking, speaking of anime fighting games, I've been thinking about getting that Demon Slayer game because you know people have been told, posting it. I mean, it's like Ninja Storm, but like really. So I've been thinking about it, but probably I probably wait till it catches on sale. You know how those anime games go. Hmm. Yeah. Speaking of fighting games, I don't know if you guys peeped the uh, the DC fandom this past weekend, but they. Uh, they were showing some stuff from Injustice, and it's really making me want to play that game real, real bad. Really? Like real they showed new stuff. Like not, not in the game. So like, so uh, the the game. Real quick, the game basically spawned like a whole comic book franchise, and then also now they're doing like a an animated movie based off of Injustice. So actually, like. Come to think of it, that's really cool though, because like that's kind of one of the, the few times where like everything happened backwards. Like the game happened first, and then it was so popular that DC was like, "Let's turn this into something." So, um, yeah, there's there's supposed to be like an animated movie coming out pretty soon, and hopefully we'll get an Injustice three. But they didn't really talk about that too much at the fandom. But since you guys are just mentioning fighting games, it made me uh want to pick it up or play it again. I should say because it's a starting mm. Game Pass, so I already got it. That's dope. Yeah, I'll fuck around and download it again if motherfuckers really want to go at it. I'm just saying. I, 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 you I already it. know. I get it. I mean, I'm telling you right now. It's it's still October. You know? Skycom too, y'all 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 love it. Hey, y'all want to see a horror film? Man. Y'all want to see a horror film? Shoot! All right, let's go King of the Hill and Injustice, both of y'all. Y'all want to see a horror film? Mm. Y'all gonna be mm, crying. Look at this guy. Yo, look at this dude. In a fighting game. It's it's basically just like you take turns trying to beat me and you don't because oh. I'm the king in injustice. Oh, just you just oh okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, but hey, you know no, what we'll though? Find out. I mean, I remember Mortal Kombat X. I used to be smacking them cheeks. That's Mortal pause. Kombat X. That's Mortal Kombat X. We're not talking about Mortal Kombat. It's the same X. game. But even still, but even still, wait, forget X. Mortal Kombat 11 when that came out, who was who was top of the top of the the hill? Bro, we only played a good one match. Okay, but <laughs> but who was top of the hill? I mean, we don't know. It's been so long. I could have been on top of the hill, you know? Nah, it was it was me. Do like a fighting game for you. Uh, Let's you know, go. Yeah, I'm going to make me. All right, yo. Everybody download the fighting game. Mortal Kombat X ain't that on Game Pass? You already know. Download Injustice 2. That's, we got to get it popping. Yeah. All right. I'll get, I'll get it. I'll pack that thing too. You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. 
Okay, we got a lot of talking going on. I like it. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's 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 move on. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> let's actually just get into the the icebreaker for this week because uh, you know we got we got to keep it moving. You know, we got to stop doing the trash talking here. So, Chris, my boy, what's good? America, you don't go negative. Actually, I shouldn't say America. We we global. Yeah, we're going negative this week. Um, I got to ask you, my fellow, my fellow co-hosts, of everything that's come out this year so far, what has been the biggest blunder? What has been the biggest fumble? What game to y'all just didn't match the hype? And it, it, it wasn't hitting like you thought it should have been hitting. You thought the ball was going to go out the park and it kind of stopped that first base. Which, which game was that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The biggest fumble, the biggest letdown of the year. Um, yeah, man, I it was a touchdown and it was. <laughs> you want to start it off, Chris? Uh, sure. I shall. Everybody who's been watching for a while has uh heard me talk about Biomutant before. It came out very, very affectionately. Um, because it had such potential. I really thought they was gonna do something to me, man. And then um I think I got overly gassed too when um they were putting out the the messaging like they were gonna put the game out when it was ready. And they weren't they, they made it seem like to me like they were taking their time and wasn't rushing to give us something really good. So uh, I guess I doubled down on my uh my wants for the game to be good. And it's like it's okay. I'm not gonna say the game is trash. It's not trash, but like I thought this shit was gonna like I don't know, man. I thought I thought it was really gonna do something for me, man. And safe to say, I got maybe about forty percent through the game, and I am gonna go back and finish it one day. I am. I'm not gonna not finish it. But <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's like it like the game was hollow. Like it's like one the gibberish shit was one thing. That shit was straight. That was a whole L, whole L. Capitalized. You got all that. That <laughs> shit was not it. That gibberish narration was horrible. But aside from that, I don't know. The game just when you watch the trailers, the game looked super alive, right? Like the game looked like it had mad personality and it had like a lot of pizzazz. And it has that, but like it doesn't. I don't know. It's just, it's a really hollow feeling game when you're playing it. And um I, I kind of want them to get a sequel because I think maybe if they had more money behind them and a little bit more other resources, maybe they can do something better. Mm. But I ain't gonna hold my breath for it because I don't think it probably sold well or anything. Like I'm surprised that shit ain't in Game Pass if I'm not being hundred percent real. I'd be surprised um, if it wasn't in Game Pass by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that was a fumble, bro. A whole fumble, like. And they had little critters with like, with with with, with like ski blade swords and 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 rockets and and sausages and stuff blowing up and all kind of crazy mess and it was just wasn't it wasn't it (laughs) the disappointment in your face just says it all ladies and gentlemen um all right well manny so you're up man what's what's your biggest disappointment of 2021 i'm gonna have to go with returnal um oh shit that game, you know, it was good at first, but then it's like, as it kept on playing, they kind of feel really repetitive, even though that's kind of like basically what the game is. So, um, 
I mean, it was like, it was fun at first, you know, it's like, you know, a new exclusive finally for the PlayStation and you get to get your hands on it, you play it and then you're just like, okay, this is kind of getting boring and you kind of feel like, damn, is this really worth $70 that I'm paying for? So, like, it was disappointing as in like the price you pay for what you get, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. if it was like a $40 game, I probably wouldn't be as mad, but like. I, over, overall, I feel like the experience, like even though the game did have like its little cool features and everything like that, take advantage of the new like the adaptive trivia and the controller and everything like that, the game just didn't feel as like. I feel like it was just something missing, mm-hmm. and that's why I kind of felt like it was like a little disappointing in my opinion. Okay, that's, that's a hot take. All right, man. I I don't care what everybody says about it. Like when I played it, I had fun for like an hour or two, and then I realized, you know, it's like. What's the point of life? Is this really worth it? I have to ask a question. <laughs> What's right, hold up. So, I know for a fact, Denzel, you said that it was an early game of your contender for you. I don't, I don't know if you solidified it, but I know you said it was a contender. Contender, yeah. Did Did you not agree with him when he said that? No, I remember we had that conversation. It was what people were saying, but like it was for me. I remember arguing with that. I kind of felt like for overpriced for what you got. You know what I'm saying? I remember agreeing with that statement, though. I definitely, I definitely distinctly agreed that it was overpriced for what it was. But I still do think I, I don't, I don't really disagree with what Manny said, though. You know, like it still is or it was a game of the year contender at the time. But a, it was early in the year, and b, like really, when you sometimes when you take a step back at after playing a game, like you know, you kind of understand, like yeah this really wasn't it. Like, you know, you may have just been caught up in whatever it was at the moment. Like, I understand why people feel like it's a game of the year contender because the production value is really high in the game. And I do think that a lot of the mechanics are good. And many mentioned like the repetitive nature of the game. I do think that's the point of the game. And ironically, that's going to lead into my answer as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I agree with you. It's, it was in, in, in retrospect, a little bit of a letdown. <clears throat> because I, you know, personally got a little caught up in like all the hype of what was going on. And again, mm-hmm. I had fun with the game, but like after a while, I was just like, I don't want to keep playing this, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, it was like, let me rephrase it a little bit. Like, yeah, I had, I had fun with it a little bit, but like overall, it was just like, you know, like the overall experience you get for the price you pay just kind of didn't feel like it was worth what you were paying for, especially now since games are charging you $70 instead of 60 Even though it is only $10, that's still like a big price point compared to like these other games that are like other AA games that be charging like $40. So, you know. Mm. I feel that. I also yeah. feel like like part of the experience that I have with Returnal is a is like the experience that's pretty emblematic for me and a lot of PlayStation exclusive games. Like I lose steam on them after a couple hours or so. Like I'm mm-hmm. not and and by no means am I going to put Ratchet and Clank in this category per se. But like I lost steam on Ratchet and Clank. Like I I just didn't beat it. I'm I'm sure I'm probably at least maybe sixty five percent through with the game. But like I lost steam. Like it was just like. This middle part, it feels like filler, and I'm not as interested in the story anymore, so I've just kind of mm-hmm. let it go. But that game is still great. Like I, I think that if I play a little bit further, I'd probably start to find the joy in the game again. But yeah, that's like often a problem I have with PlayStation exclusives. Like God of War, I ran into that same issue, but I had to go back and eventually play it and beat it, and I was like, all right, this is a great game. But yeah. But as far as I my answer... Love Clank. My bad. I was going to say, I just love that game. Oh, sorry. But, um, but, but yeah, my answer, uh, I'm actually... I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to say two games. And 
The second one may not be fair because I don't know if I necessarily was ever too excited about it in the begin in the first place. But the first one is going to be uh, tw- Twelve Minutes. That was a game that I know I've talked about quite a bit, and I was very excited for it. And it was just kind of like a flash in the pan when it released. It was just like, okay, this is really interesting. And then I beat it in like two or three hours or something stupid like that. And then it was just like, yeah, this one worth it. This one worth my time. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, it was a Game Pass game, so I can't complain about price or anything. Plus, I think it was only like $20, even if it it wasn't in Game Pass. And so I probably would have spent the money, and I don't know if I would have complained about spending the money per se, but it was just like, eh. And then, like, when you get to the end of the the story and, like, you really understand what the hell is happening, it's like, this is stupid. Like, (laughs) I, I don't know. Chris, did you beat it? Nah, fam. <laughs> do you do you know what happens? Oh, do you know what the end is? I don't want to get a spoiler on it because I want to eventually go back to it. But oh man, that game is like I know the point of it is to not have checkpoints and whatnot, and for you to continuously have to start from the very beginning again. But there's just not enough payout for me to want to keep doing it hour after hour. If I because all right, I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't figuring it out in two three hours like you did. It take your boy a while. I'm a little stupid. Okay. All right. And and you know, I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I kinda don't even want to do this. And you know, I'm gonna agree a little bit. Cause now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, you know what I'm saying? It was a little bit of a waste of a William Defoe voiceover. Cause like Bruh. William Defoe. God got James McAvoy, <laughs> Daisy Ridley. Y'all just got names just for name's sake. Goddamn. Back of was the main guy. Ah, okay. Yeah. But like y'all just got names for names' sake. And it's just like, yeah, bro. That's crazy. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a cool idea. And like, I don't know. I never really felt like I was digging too deep into the repetitive side of things because like I think after I don't know, I must have tried a couple different things, maybe three three times each, and I kind of like made my way through. It's definitely not like obvious some of the things that happen, but I don't know. It was it was definitely like a cool puzzle game, but like when I got to the end of the story, it was just like this isn't worth it. Like, and it didn't even fully make sense. It was ah, uh, uh, don't even get me started. Um, but yeah, that's my first pick. Second pick, easily going to Outriders. That game is trash. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> oh, I remember we all loved that game. Day Never yeah, loved that game. Never loved that game. That game was horrible. Only reason it even like got any kind of traction is because it was in Game Pass and it made the splash and whatever, which was great. Absolutely great. I enjoyed playing with it, uh, playing the game with you guys, but that game was horrible, bro. And they still like there's no new content. They didn't like they supposedly fixed some of the loot drops or whatever, I guess, now, but like eh. Wanna be ass gears award type like nah bro. Nah. <laughs> nah. I guess people can't fly. Oh no, it's you hate? Why you guys hate you? You know I'm right. No. Who said it? Oh man. Oh man. All right. Well, guys, let's let's get into the topics for the week. You know, we had some fun with our icebreaker. Um, so let's get into it here. So Ben, if you know what's going on in the industry right now, you know that a new Resident Evil movie is coming along. We've talked about it in the past, and uh, we finally, finally got a trailer for it. 
even though the movie's coming out like next month. Um, don't know what the situation is there. But Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. We have a new trailer. It was very, very interesting to say the least. You know, you guys know I'm a big Resident Evil fan. I am very, very excited about this. Um, it looks like this one is being handled. Actually, you know what? I was gonna say. I was gonna say you can tell that this the person who's making this is a fan, but I don't think that's necessarily fair to. I think it's Wes Anderson who made the first ones. I think I think he was a fan as well, but he just had a different vision for it. Um, I think this vision for this particular revamp of the franchise seems to be a little bit more in line with the games to me. Um, you know, he's not taking as many liberties and like introducing new characters and whatnot. It seems to be a little bit more of a one to one telling of the story and um yeah that that shit just looks really fucking cool to me it's like really gritty and edgy and whatnot i'm still on the fence about leon not gonna lie but uh but i liked everything i saw so far so you know um sorry not chris manny i'm gonna start with you and see what you you got to say about this one here yeah i mean i remember looking at the trailer I, i don't know why but the way the trailer was for everything like the little slides they show after like the little scene it felt so low budget a little bit but then at the same time it was just like it felt like that perfect cheesy because we know Resident Evil yeah. be a little cheesy yeah. sometimes. Yep. So, I mean, one of my personal favorite takes on the trailer was when uh, it was like, and basically how they kind of like brought the, in my opinion, the iconic scene from like Resident Evil One, where it was like Chris or whatever you play as in Resident Evil One would like first encounter a zombie and does that little slow head turn. When I saw that in the trailer, I was like, I'm definitely watching it. This movie's gonna be ten out of ten. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> so. I'm definitely excited to see that. And, you know, I know we ain't seen the trailer, but I hope to see my boy Mr. X make an appearance, you know? That would be a shame if they had to cut him out. Hey, man, you don't know. Never know. I mean, I wonder if they would save... Because if you think about how the game did it, right? Mr. X evolved to be the nemesis. So would you want redundancy in the game... Sorry, in the movie where you have Mr. X and then eventually when you do the next one, you have to show the nemesis. Like, wouldn't you just save it for the nemesis? Well, I mean, you know, depending how, what the direction they're going with. Cause like, of course this is like the first two combined together. So depending on how they work with it. And, you know, like we said, it's like, it's weird to see them having like the second one at the same time as the first one, especially with Jill being a big part of the third one, which takes place during the second one. So it all pretty much depends on how like the direction goes with the movie and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, chronologically, it has to happen. Like, I, I'm very confident that chronologically, as far as the movie goes, it's not actually that one is taking place with two because that wouldn't make sense. Like you need mm-hmm. the things that happen in one for two to happen. Like one is then what leads to the outbreak that happens in two. So I would assume that at some level, maybe two is a flashback or they're just doing one straight into two. I, I don't know. I'm- yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking of too, is like possibly they might be doing like the first one for be like the first half in the movie. And then the second one be the second half kind of thing. But it all, it pretty much all depends what direction you go. And I think, that would be a little weird to have like the first half and then the second half. I feel like they'll probably just have both happening at the, like the same time because it would just. I, I probably would have said right having like the first half having only Chris and Jill and then the second half like Leon's like you probably would want them like the whole story. Well, actually, well, it depends how they go with it. I'll say. Yeah, I, I think there's a world where they can make it work. I mean, it just depends on 
I guess you don't need to spend that much time in the manor, right? Like mm-hmm. you just need to go, go through like the interesting beats. Like, okay, they get there. One of the first things that happens is probably that iconic thing that you mentioned with the, the zombie with the lab coat turns around slowly because like that is one of the first things that happens in the first game. So, you mm-hmm. know, that happens. Uh, I'm not going to like get into like spoiler territory, I guess, but you know, that happens. You progress into the, the mansion. You eventually get to like the hive. Bada boom, bada boom, like whatever. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now we're in the second act. I, I can see it happening. I can see them making it work. But yeah, uh, I'm well, I'm excited. So, all right. Well, you know, we got to get we got to get our take from our uh, resident resident evil noob here, Chris. What, what do you think I about the show? I had to say all that shit. Hey, man. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Embrace um, it, bro. You coming into it with fresh eyes. So we, we want to get your perspective. True. True. Um. I'm going to agree with Goop a little bit. I will say some of the parts of the trailer did look low-budget-esque in a sense. However, it's not always a bad thing. You know, I'm always a firm believer in, um, especially with horror movies. Oh, my goodness, bro. If it's not a supernatural element to it, or if there isn't, like, a... I don't know. There has to be a reason for me to want like a whole bunch of special effects in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like horror movies are at their best, <clears throat> excuse me, when they're gritty, when they look believable, because that's how you instill the true fear in the person that's watching it. When they kind of can get the sense of, oh shit, this almost like it could really happen to me. Uh, you know, that's how it usually works. Yeah. So, um, I think this is the right direction for them to start off with, with this reboot. Absolutely. Because one of my biggest gripes with the last franchise was that it got far too Hollywood. It wasn't even Resident Evil anymore. It it was not, bro. It was just like, and again, you call me a noob, I even know towards like the last few movies, I'm like, fam, can anybody tell me what the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Like, It was just explosions, and it was weird, man. It was like whoever was directing it almost was like, yo, well, shit, I'm going to show Michael Bay. I'm going to do zombie Michael Bay. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like what they went with. You know, I want this franchise, and maybe I'm asking for too much, but I want them to kind of pay attention to the little details, almost like how Walking Dead used to do. Like, I remember when I used to watch that show, like, religiously, they were so meticulous with everything to make sure that they were killing zombies in different ways and then like keeping record of what their coolest zombie kills were on the show to the point where everybody's death was a little bit different from one another's to the point where they had like big walkers little walkers fat walkers walkers that were not so deteriorated ones that were you know pretty fresh looking ones that were half a body like, I would love for the little tiny minute details like that to be more so in this Resident Evil thing. And to me, when you have the stuff that doesn't look so Hollywood, it, it, it lends to that, you know? So I'm hoping that this all kind of just adds together the way I'm wanting it to in my head. And um, this kind of, like, leads the new franchise in, like, a positive direction. I, I don't want this to become a Hollywood thing at all. Like, it does not need to be that. This shit needs mm. to be dark gritty i would say more visceral than the, uh, the last few movies um they ain't for kids you know what i'm saying they're not for kids so bring their asses to bed you know what i'm saying this, this is for the adults and i want to see some legit shit show me some shit i'd be curious I mean? like, 
You know, yeah. I want to see it. Show me. Show I'd be curious shit. how like deep into it they get because I mean, you you brought up uh, Walking Dead, and I think the the OG movies came out. Well, at least the OG franchise started in a place where The Walking Dead didn't exist, right? So right. at some level, you know, if you're revamping the franchise, whatever, you have a younger director who's a little bit more passionate about uh, Resident Evil or whatever. Um, maybe he's influenced by Walking Dead in, in a way. You know, some of the work that, that Nicotero did on the show with visual effects yeah. and things like that. So you, you'd wonder if that plays a role. I will say, though, some of the stuff you're describing has never really been Resident Evil to MO. Like, Resident I Evil know. is about zombies, but like zombies really just play a backdrop for like what's it's really just an action game about like bio weapons, right? So like zombies are a thing, but like they're not really the thing. So I'd be curious if if that changes a little bit with this one movie though, because it could be the case, you know. I just think those little touches for these types of movies go so far, you know. Um and even like slasher flicks and stuff like that, even though I'm not really a big fan of those types of movies anymore today, they do so much better when it's less Hollywood and more just grit, more just visceral, raw shit in your face. Those movies do very, 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 very well, as long as the story's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but visually is what I'm saying. You know, I just kind of wish it was kind of like that. Even like, um, what's the name of the zombie movie from like, I want to say the early 2000s. Um, it's got Ving Rhames in it. 28 days. Is it the no, no, not no, 28 days. Uh, Day, Day of the, the Dead. Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead, Dead or something like that. Yeah, they're yeah, in the Dawn mall, the right? Dead, I think it was. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even stuff like that, like I don't know. I wish they would capture more of those type of elements in Resident Evil. That's crazy because it, it's crazy uh, that like all of this stuff is just like circling around because that that movie that you just referenced is a heavy reference uh, around Dead Rising. Like that mm. movie heavily referenced or like influenced, I should say, Dead, the original Dead Rising and like what they've gone on to do with that franchise. It's just funny how like, yeah, like again, like we always talk about on this podcast, like movies yeah, and man. video games, they always come back together in some way, shape, or form. It's really cool. Love to see mm-hmm. it. Love to see it. That's a cool, cool connection. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, enough enough about Resident Evil. You know, I, y'all know already. I could talk about Resident Evil all day. Um, so we're going to get off of my passion project and we're going to talk a little bit about Manny's. So, uh, Manny, you know, I'll let you take it away, bro. All right. All right. So, yeah, actually, a couple of weeks ago, we finally got a little teaser trailer about the Grant the Father trilogy that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks or months ago. And, um, yeah, it's very exciting to see that we're finally getting, uh, you know, some Rockstar news because Rockstar <laughs> just likes to be quiet for some reason and let the fans do the talking. Right. But. Yeah, um, (laughs) (laughs) it's true, man. You know, we make all these conspiracy videos or like these fake leaks and everything like that. Rockstar is probably sitting there like with the money, waddling the cash. But yeah, we finally got it. Um, and it's actually coming sooner than expected. Uh, there's a lot of rumors saying that it'll be here by the end of this year in December. Um, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Series X, PC. Switch and even iOS and Android devices as well. So it's very exciting. And there has been a lot of leaks recently um, talking about how this game will get the GTA 5 aiming treatment, possibly, as well as upgraded graphics and visuals, because of course the game is like 20 years old. So that's something that you got to kind of pretty much have. Um, but yeah, uh, very exciting for GTA users. The only thing 
that is kind of weird though is they actually as of last week took out the original trilogy off like the playstation store and steam and stuff like that so it kind of got you thinking like are they really kind of just like re-release the same game but like is it Call weird? Of GTA? <laughs> is it weird though manny it's it's weird not only because like, they take out the original trilogy, but they only did it. They did it in like such a short notice. They're like, "All right, here's the trailer for a little teaser we're gonna give you for the trilogy," and then like not even a week later, all right, take it out the stories right now. So, and also rumored price to be like around sixty to seventy dollars. Uh, I'm guessing yeah. seventy for next gen and sixty for current gen. So yeah. that's one thing to also look for. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about it? You know? Yeah. I. Graphics better be then, you know, for $60, $70 price. Point. That's what I'm saying. They better have up res a lot. <laughs> yeah. That, that better look a like lot. the these dudes uh, be posting YouTube of GTA. I don't want to see none of this. Can I, there's a camera. <laughs> hold up, hold up. There you go. Remember how their hands used to be like this and they couldn't, like, separate their fingers? <laughs> it was always like this all the time. Uh, none of this. None of that. You better no. see, like, say five mod graphics the way that people be modding the game that would look so much better than the actual game, so. Yeah, that shit used to look horrible, bro. They used to hold the guns like this. <laughs> so no. I do feel, I don't know, I feel like it's weird to me. Like, I feel like there's only so much you can really do without, like, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about game design to really get into it that deep, but I just yeah. feel like there's only so much you can really do without having to, like, redo, like, animations and, like, get back into mocap and all that different type of stuff. So it's like, just make GTA six, like ah, uh, uh, kills me. But also, many like to your point, like I don't know, I, nothing about that surprised me that they took the old games off of the different stores. Like that's that's just par for the course. They're not gonna try to cannibalize their own sales. It's like, oh well, why could why would I want to go out and buy like all three of these games when I could just go pay like twenty five or thirty dollars? You know, like yeah, they're gonna take them shits off the stores. That shit does not. You know what's me. funny. You know what's even more funny? What? They're going to re-monetize the older ones again later anyways. I promise you. Those are going to get re-released in like two years as like the classic petitions or some shit. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make even more money again off of them shit. I'm telling you, don't nothing that Rockstar do is just because. Yep. Nothing. Like yep. absolutely nothing. It's they know, they know exactly what they're doing. And also, I think it's really telling the fact that like you basically just ran through that little segment there and I was even looking for it myself like they don't have any definitive information about what is or isn't getting upgraded. The fact that you were like, oh, it's been rumored that it's going to get the GTA 5 <laughs> system. Like, this this is supposed to come out in December, hey, maybe January. We don't know. Like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. I think they're going to shock us with some stuff, though. I would have to assume so. Like, I, I don't think they're going to give us, like, a whole brand new ass video game, like, when they're rebuilding everything, but... I think it's going to look a little better than probably most people anticipate. And I, I think I, it's going to... Yeah, um, I can see that. I can see that. I feel like they'll give yeah. us enough to whet the appetite to say, oh, this is, like, better than I thought it was going to be. But it still yeah. won't... Be, it's still, like, at the end of the day, you're going to be like, bro, what the hell is GTA 6? Like, that's really what this all boils down to at the end of the day for me. Like, what the fuck? Give me GTA 6. I'm, I'm content with it, you know? I know GTA 6 ain't going to come for another two years, but we're going to have to do what we got. Beggars can't be choosers, you know? <laughs> I'm gonna have to place a friendly wager on that two year mark. I think that might be a little bit further out. I, I'm I'm Kevin 2023. If it doesn't come 2023, then you know, hopefully Saints will take over somehow. 
Oh God. Let's <laughs> be hundred percent real here, y'all. Y'all know damn well, even if this game come out in 2025, every single one of us are still gonna be waiting for that shit. Oh, GTA <laughs> six, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it could take another five, six years and it's gonna still hit how it gotta oh, yeah. That shit is too big. I'll be there it's day one. Pause. Taking a day mm-hmm. off from work, I'll be there. i I am ready to go. Don't don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. Especially like with what they can do in this newer shit. Like that's the thing. We gotta like let them cook. Cause they, they kind of innovate a couple different things every time they come out with a new game, I feel. And it's like they got this whole new kit to work with the new the new some the new yeah, the new systems. I'm willing to let them figure out whatever they gotta figure out and let them cook. Cause I think yeah, and I'm gonna say this confidently. I think whenever GTA six does come out. It's going to do whatever Cyberpunk was supposed to do and done something. I guarantee it. I, I guarantee it. All of the stuff that we wanted more of in Cyberpunk, all the unfinished shit that we were supposed to get in Cyberpunk, that ain't happening with GTA. It's not happening. Because when do they ever release anything that's not a finished product? Mm. You're, right, never, you're right. Never really. You know what I'm saying? like They don't do that. That is not their reputation. If they put some shit out, it's done. So like... Yeah, I think. Whew, I'm. Yeah, we just gotta sit back and wait. But yeah, you know, this, this this little trilogy gonna be alright. You know what I mean? It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hold us over. Uh, yeah, at least sun in the plate to eat for now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know they they do a little something something to tide us over. You know they reaching into their their past to to get us ready for the future. Whatever. I'm um, looking forward. To- Chris, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I, I I am looking forward to that one the most out of all of them. San Andreas. Oh, no doubt. No, that doubt. shit That's, is so fucking yeah. legendary. Bro. Yeah, no doubt. That's definitely the one I like. If they let me just buy one of e like one of them as opposed to getting all three, that's the one I'm gonna buy for sure. No doubt. Um, but yeah, jumping over to the next topic here. You know, talking about talking about what's old is new. I guess you could say. Um, you got Xbox. It's their twentieth anniversary this year. So. Uh, we actually just got a blog post that was released. I want to say, is it today? I think it was today. Um, from Matt Booty, actually. Um, they're kind of it's it's funny because the the blog post in particular really doesn't talk about like Xbox's like you know two decades of existence or whatever. It talks about like it celebrates Game Pass and like their back to back uh launches of like pretty big games like Bat for Blood and the fact that we've got Age of Empires coming. Um forza halo so on and so forth but like tucked away deep in the little blog post here we got a little bit of information so i'm just going to read it straight off here so uh matt booty says over the past two decades the xbox community has made gaming a place for joy inspiration education and social connection games build bridges and forge sorry and forge bonds between friends and family as well as give new ways to connect uh, he goes on to say, we invite you to join us on November 15th to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Xbox and Halo with a fun digital broadcast for fans around the globe. While we won't announce any new games, this anniversary broadcast will be a special look back at 20 years of Xbox. We'll share more news coming soon, so stay tuned. Um, and then I think there was a, like a couple of tweets that came out to kind of clarify a, a few things. Um also basically saying that we'll get some updates on some already announced games, which is, you know, pretty exciting. Um, it almost seemed like they're kind of trying to taper expectations with this, which I find kind of weird because you would think you would take this opportunity to maybe announce some new games too, or 
maybe even announce some acquisitions, you know, something in bigger in the world of Xbox. But I do find this interesting. You know, November 15th, it looks like they're saying at a 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, that's when this event's going to happen. It looks like it's going to be taking place on Twitch and their YouTube channel. So uh, with that being said, you know, guys go around the room. Chris, I'm going to start with you this time. What do you expect to see out of this event? You know, obviously outside of what they've said so far, but, you know, any updates on any games in particular? Um, Any updates on any games in particular at this event? It's hard for me to say because I know that... uh, the, the awards are around the corner too and i feel like a lot of stuff is being saved for that you know um huh that was a good point though because i part of me feels like maybe that's why they aren't showing anything new maybe that's maybe yeah, they have man. updates for it's something so there. close to it man yeah, it's yeah. like that's true because uh, like yeah, say say if i answered redfall they're not going to put Redfall on that over the Game Awards. That's not going to happen. So, like, I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, I could see them doing things like maybe showing, like, oh, I don't know, additional things they might be giving us for the, maybe the Flight Simulator or, like, uh, a couple of the other games in Game Pass. A lot of them actually still have the uh, game preview thing on them. I don't know if that ever means anything and whether or not those games are ever going to, like, be officially released in full totality. Maybe they talk about that stuff. Um, I don't. I. I just. I kind of get the impression it's going to be light. I don't think it's going to be too crazy. So like, it's really kind of hard for me to say. Mm. Everything. Every other answer I can come up with, I'm like, nah, they saving that for the game awards. Nah, they saving that for game awards. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the, but the thing and is too, though, you got to think about it. This well, at least the way I view the game awards, there's probably going to yeah. be two big Xbox announcements, maybe. It's not like it's not like the whole Game Awards is really like Xbox's thing, right? The Game Awards tend to be pretty True. neutral. So I would see maybe two big Xbox announcements, maybe two big Nintendo announcements, two big Sony announcements. Like they tend to keep it pretty even across the board. So I think if Microsoft has more to show, this is an opportunity for them to show it, right? Yeah, no, I hear you. I definitely hear you. Huh. If that's the case, you know what? Here's my answer for this. The one, no, the two games that they have, <clears throat> excuse me, touched on that they've barely given us any information on that I think they maybe should use a, a thing like this to talk about, uh, Fabled and uh, Avowed. Those two games, I'm sitting here like, bruh, like, like, can we get something? And I, I think I recently uh, glossed over something about Avowed recently. Like, I didn't like click the link or whatever, but yeah, something about that happened recently. But, like, them two games, I've been, like, waiting to see just, like, anything. Uh, in-game, pre-alpha footage, whatever, bro. Like, I just want to see something for the games. So that would be pretty cool. If they talked about any of those two, I would call that a win. I wouldn't even really care about whatever else they talked about. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be honest. I, don't know. I could definitely see... It's funny that you mentioned those two because that's the two that I think if if they're going to update anything, it would be those two as well. Um, and my reasons why echo a lot of what you're saying, like, A, it's been a while. All we've gotten was, as far as Fable goes, all we got was like a concept trailer, right? We didn't, we didn't see anything. Kind of thing, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, 
even just a little bit of information about what's going on or, you know, some something about Fable, I think, would be useful. I think it'd be a good opportunity for Microsoft to just check in on all of their studios, right? Even if they don't necessarily mm-hmm. like show us a lot of new stuff, just be an opportunity to just go through very similar to what they did with the Bethesda showcase. Just do that for the internal Xbox studios, you know, like, well, Bethesda is internal, but you know what That'd I mean? Cool. Like any of the ones outside of it, like check in with Playground Games, see what they're doing with Fable, check in with 343. Well, actually, that's that's the one thing that I actually know for sure. Or not know for sure. I'm like 99.9% confident that we'll be getting some Halo news and probably like one of our first Halo, well, first Halo campaign trailers since last year's debacle with like Craig and all that stuff. So um, yeah, that's that's the oh, one thing. Craig. I am like very, very confident on. They'll be like, all right, it's it's like a month away from the game releasing. Let's give you guys like some some gameplay footage from the campaign. Um, <clears throat> but then also avowed, I'm glad you mentioned this too, because there was some information that came out last week about um I guess I guess like I think it was Jez Corden over at Windsor Central. I think he got a chance to see the game and like wrote a little blurb about it and how like it's now like one of his most anticipated Xbox games because of what he saw and how like it's very much um Obsidian's like Elder Scrolls like that's like like their take on Skyrim and he talked a little bit about the the system and how like you can either be like it's very much um what's the word like dexterity based I guess like you can either have one hand for magic and one hand with a sword both hands for magic and like if you're using both hands for magic the the type of spells that you can conjure up are more granular and and more intense and so on and so forth um so like the little blurb that he he spat out about avowed definitely was interesting and i think the fact that he's getting to see it now could mean that maybe there's some new information to come out whether it's this or the game awards um so you know that is a really good point chris um but yeah manny i mean Anything else you think we might be seeing? A little bit of Perfect Dark or something? I feel like besides maybe the Halo stuff that they show, um, it'll probably be most likely like indie game stuff, that stuff that they're going to showcase that will be coming to Game Pass soon. I don't think it'll be too much any huge announcements or anything like that because I feel like the Game Awards will be like the perfect platform for it, especially since there'll be more eyes on the audience than um, their little 20th anniversary. Um Hopefully they'll, you know, give us some more restocks on the mini fridge. Sadly sold out. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, other than that, like I said, I feel like it's just going to be like Halo and maybe a couple, couple other things that like reminisces on like what Xbox was when it first came out and everything like that. And maybe some little indie game announcements, but I don't see anything too big be, uh, being announced. Okay. Do you guys think that there's a chance that there's like a studio announcement here? Like a studio acquisition thing? See, I, I was thinking about that, but then even my brain with that still said it would have went back to whatchamacallit. Um, you still think that would be a Game game Awards thing? If it's if it's the Kojima thing? No, no, no. Kojima's not going to sign this whole thing over. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Never mind. He's just making a game with them, but he i i think i mean i think the fact that they were explicit in saying no new game announcements at least takes that off the at least in my opinion takes that off the table like no indie game announcement no nothing like we're not going to get anything new 
but I do think it's an opportunity for like, like, like I've stated, it's an opportunity for them to rehash some of the stuff that we already know about. But, you know, even beyond that, like, I, personally, I think it's a good opportunity to announce the studio acquisition because you could say, hey, you know, 20 years of Xbox, we're bringing on WB Games and Rocksteady and so on and so forth. Like, I don't know. It's something. Sega? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm gonna get Sonic. Sonic is now exclusive to Xbox. Woo! Yo, but that means we would have got Power Stone, maybe. No, that's Capcom. Oh, yeah, you're right. If they got Capcom, I'm losing my mind. All right, yep, my bad, my bad. I fucked it up. You right, you right. Bro, they get Capcom. It's it's a wrap. I'm losing my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a heavy hitter. Yeah, that's huge. That means fucking Resident Evil is under Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I thought that happened. It won't. I feel like definitely. I I don't think so. I think Sony might like. Yeah. But like, why would we go? Like, why would they go for Sega? It just doesn't. I don't know. Because uh, Sonic, bro. Because Sonic. Uh, but um, the the main reason why I bring up the uh, the acquisition talk is that there was another article today, again from Jess Corden, you know the guy <laughs> central here, um, talking a little bit about Phil Spencer mentioning that you know they are like confirming that they are planning on acquiring more studios. Uh, I think he, we have a quote here. Let's see. Ah, so apparently Phil Spencer was talking to the Wall Street Journal recently. And uh, he said, he said, we're always on the lookout for people who we think would be a good match and teams that would be a good match with our strategy. So we're definitely not done. I mean, that pretty much, that echoes like literally all the things that we've heard from Satya Nadella, uh, Matt Booty. I mean, they've all talked about the fact that they are actively still looking to buy new studios. So I think that conversation has definitely like taken a, like got, gotten to like a head over the summer in particular. Like there were some pretty wild things out there. Like people thinking that uh, Microsoft is going to go buy take two, which means they would have owned like rockstar and like all these other studios. That's that. I mean, never. No. That means they own two K. First, first off, first off, first off, first off, first off, first off, first off. That's a wild acquisition. Mm-hmm. But I am not gonna say never. Microsoft has more than enough money to pull that off, and especially go, after what happened with the Bethesda. Billions, though, they, bro. Seven point seven point five billion dollars they spent on Bethesda. I don't think you understand Microsoft. Tama, Tama. Microsoft is one of the first trillion dollar companies. I don't think you understand how much a trillion dollars is, Manny. If they wanted to go buy, if they wanted to go buy Take Two. They could go buy Take Two. I don't think they will, and I don't think they need to. But like, let's not let's not get it twisted here, guys. They can buy that. <laughs> it's just I, I wild just, to think about, bro. <laughs> nah, because like I, I mean, looking at Take Two, like Rockstar alone would be making like billions of dollars a year just on microtransactions on Grand Theft and like what two K. Like, well, you take two is like two K, right? Like they own that part as well. Like, they, they own, yeah, they own like they own, yeah. So this is like concepts, all that stuff. Yeah, they don't, they don't need that. Man, they're gonna look at Mike so be like, we make our own billing. We gonna be trillions. You acting, you acting like it would be a choice, bro. <laughs> like, yo, if, if Microsoft sat there and said hundred billion dollars right now, you think Take Two is not gonna be like, all right, bet? Like, what? No, yeah, nobody walks away from a hundred billion. Nobody. What you got? I mean, like of course, of course, on the of top course. of Mount Olympus to walk away from that. What? 
<laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're right. You're right on that part. You're right like, on that I mean, part. I'm, I'm no just saying. Way, let's Jose. let's keep it in perspective here. Like, look at what they did with Bethesda. Like, like I guarantee you, if we had started the podcast like right before that Bethesda thing happened, we would have been over here like, that's never gonna happen. Yada 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 yada. And then boom, it would have popped off. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey man, I feel like the most realistic thing that I would see that I would like is if they buy like Konami since they're holding on so many good games that they're not even using, like Castlevania, Metal Gear, and stuff like that. that. So I'll I'll say that's like a realistic one, but at the same time, it's like I think Konami just doesn't want to give that up. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, they're just in a place where they're now just starting to try to utilize those IPs again. So I don't know if they're necessarily gonna sell. And also, I think I think Microsoft could just buy the IPs. Like I think True. Konami's in a place where they'd be willing to just hey take these IPs and do whatever you want with it. Because it's not like if you're Microsoft, the only thing you'd be buying Konami for is the IPs, right? They don't have development studios. They're not really out. Like you're, you're not. This is gonna sound mean, but like you're not buying them for their talent. Like it's not the same as if you're going out and buying Rockstar or anyone from Bethesda, right? Like Bethesda is stacked with talent, so you know that whatever they're creating next is going to be important and it's gonna be big. Whereas like Konami, it's just like you're just buying IPs, so you might as well just mm-hmm. buy them off of Konami instead of trying to have to take in all their extra stuff and lay people off. <sighs> man, I, man, I will say this: two things. One. I want somebody to get their hands on Castlevania. I, that to me is a franchise, right? If they resuscitated it, and say Microsoft somehow got the the rights to just have it be an exclusive, dude, they can create lore and enough stuff for this game for it to be like. And this might be a hot take. This is gonna be a hot take. If they did this shit right, it could be like a a God of War type game. It really oh, could be if they wanted it to be easy. And like they 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 don't do it, and I'm like, dude. And so many games that I can think of that just kind of just sit. Like, it's so many people don't even know about some of these games. Castlevania should not be one of them. It's got too much to it. And it used to be, you know, um, bigger way back, but I don't know what happened along the road where people just decided to shit on that franchise and just never even cared to, like... I'm sorry, that's a whole other tangent. It just when you said Castlevania, I'm like, man, that'd be dope, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, like, that'd be that. Imagine that. I think that's an important uh, question still, bro. Like you imagine uh, the thing that I feel like if if Konami gets their stuff together and lets like a, a big pup a uh, big developer work on the game, or if they sell off the rights or whatever, the very first thing that I would see out of a Castlevania game is that someone goes in and makes it like a souls like experience. And then mm-hmm. you get like the the triple quadruple A quality of a God of War game, and you take the mechanics of a Dark Souls or Demon Souls and so on and so forth, or Elden Ring or you know whatever you want to call it, um, and you really like put the work in with that game. That that game would be so special, like really Castlevania. Ah, uh, Castlevania really amazing. would be. Mm. They've got so much lore that they can lean on. They've got animes that they made about this shit man like i mean like it, it's there you know this uh, it bugs me it really but this shit if they did it right it could be bigger than anything that devil may cry ever was and any of these other games that ever came out it could it could be a hitter this is it true. really could be and they just i don't know konami if you're listening fam or anybody out there who got bread who want to buy the ip just, just, just. <laughs> come on just go do it just do it. Oh, man. Jeez. Oh, man. 
All right, yeah, but uh, yeah, we're, we're moving on, moving on. Next topic here. Um, we don't really have a good segue for this, but you know, something that we we talked about a number of different times on this podcast is a, a game that we're I think we're all pretty excited about. It's Battlefield 2042. I know a couple weeks ago we had the beta came out. Um, oof, I played I played a hell of a lot of that beta, man. Mm. Oh, it was so good, so good. Chris, I know you didn't get a chance to play. Yeah, I got debated. <laughs> Bro, it was it was bad, man. I'm like, Chris, yo, make sure you download this so you know we could play by like the Sunday or whatever. Come to find out it was done that Saturday. So like Chris and I are like playing Destiny, whatever, that morning. You know, we're like, all right, let's jump over to Battlefield. We all hop on Battlefield. We're like, oh, it's not letting us in. It's not letting us in. I'm like, oh shit, is it over? Yep. Beta, now, beta time is over. How how do you end on a Sunday? <laughs> a sad well. Technically, it's the Saturday, yeah. Saturday, yeah. It was like, so, dude, why, why, why? Give us the whole weekend. Just extend it. Yeah. So many people just extend it. If even if that was the original idea, somebody there should have been like, "Hey, yo, Saturday, bro, come on, put two more days on that shit and yeah. close it. Why not? It's such a popular, anticipated game. Let mad people play it, unless they were scared. Was y'all scared? Maybe I mean I think I do think having the game up maybe takes away time from like development because you know the game already got pushed back and so on and so forth. So having to keep those servers up and yada yada yada, it could take away time from like the actual finished product because they did say the build that we played in the beta was a pretty old code, and they've actually made like a lot of improvements ever since to kind of polish up the game and make it look neat and so on and so forth. You know, the the first thing that I noticed out of the game um was that it it definitely had its fair share of bugs and obviously Mm -hmm. that's you know that's what the whole time before release is for is to crunch out bugs and so on and so forth so i suspect that that's really their main focus right now and that's probably why they didn't push it for as long but still kind of sucked man still really sucked yeah but um but yeah you know i i really loved what i played and of course chris we, we can't necessarily get your take but you know i will get you in the conversation in a moment but Manny, I do want to hear two things from you in particular. I want to hear your your favorite thing about the game and your least favorite thing about the game. So, <laughs> go for it. Um, I remember when uh, the tornado first appeared on the map, and I was just like, "Yo, there's a tornado! I'm about to drive over there." So I'm over there with the buggy driving. Next thing you know, I'm just like getting taken by the tornado. I was like, "Yo!" Flying around the tornado, trying to shoot people, and then next thing you know. While the tornado is flying or like roaming around, the um rocket decides to launch, and the tornado makes its way from like the bottom right corner of the map all the way to the rocket. Then the rocket tries to take off, and the rocket just blows up, and like debris flying everywhere. While you're flying in this tornado, you find people, and that was like when I, when I was in that like situation particularly, I was just like, yo, this is like. This is the shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? You can't just be. You can't go on any other game and do this, yo. This is like so fun, and that's like, it was just like after that, I was, I was just happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was satisfied with what I played with, and obviously, you gotta love the people that are exploiting Battlefield already, spawning tanks and buildings and everything like that. And it's you gotta love it, man. <laughs> right, that's how it goes. This kid's gonna get a life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they're already be... exploiting the game and it's in only beta form oh my god get a life bro. i feel like that's not particularly hard to do though because you can like call in vehicles and like mm-hmm. you can i can i can see how they were pulling that stuff off so i don't know if that's that bad 
necessarily. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. You know, I yeah. had a blast. Yeah, I'll say the only thing, like, I know obviously it was in beta, but like the only thing that really kind of bothered me was like every time when I would do the quick swap on the attachments, every time I die and re- um, come back to life or respawn, it would just like preset to like nothing. And I had to like keep on doing that every time I used the, hmm. it was like the AK gun. But I feel like it was just only the AK gun because like when I used the other guns, it didn't really like kind of do that. So that might have been a little bug for that. But other than that, like, I didn't really find too many problems. I played it both on the Xbox Series X and the PC, and like, thankfully they have like cost progression as well as crossplay. Even though it sucked because you couldn't like form a squad on a crossplay or cross platform, whatever. So like, yeah. I can only play with Xbox for my Xbox friends. I don't have any PC friends, so I'm not gonna say I can play with PC friends. But <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I mean. It was fun. I really enjoyed it, and it sucks that they had to delay it, but I understand there's a lot of things they had to fix, so I'm not too mad about it. Yeah, the so. game could have been releasing this week. Oh, I know, I know. That's okay though. You know, we we've got we got things to play in the meantime, so I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. But yeah. I do, I do really, really, really want to play that game. Uh, you know, for mm-hmm. me, I think my it's there are a lot of things that I loved about the game, but I'm gonna have to go with two different things in particular, like. One, the the way you were talking about how you're able to switch the attachments on the fly, that brings, like, such a different dynamic to a, the game. Like, it's crazy. Like, instead of having to wait to die to then, like, switch up your loadout and, like, oh, well, I need something that's, like, a little bit longer range because this guy's camped here or whatever. It's like, no, I could just run around the corner, like, you know, getting, getting some uh, grass or something like that, squat down, switch my scope like take a different approach and just kind of swing around and like shoot somebody from a little bit longer range. Like I just love the way that you can switch out like different attachments for the right moment in real time. Like I feel like that is a game changer and I hope that more games picked up with that. Cause I, uh, I think that shit is just really cool. Mm-hmm. The second thing, it's not going to be a surprise to anybody here. The grappling hook is so mm-hmm. much fun. So much <laughs> fun, bro. I, uh, <laughs> like that's it's just another one of those utility things where it's like, all right, we're all getting pinned down in this building, or whatever. So people are out and we know exactly which area they're they're in, they're shooting us, yada yada yada. All right, let me go out the back end of this building, fucking grapple to the top, get up on the roof, get my like, you know, uh let's say like four times scope out, whatever, and just lay down, creep up boom, boom, like start picking people off. Like now I have a different angle. It's a completely new tactic to the game. It's just a ton of fun. Um, and then like grappling on to, <laughs> so the the map that you were talking about, or I guess it was really the only map, right? But like where the rocket is, I think there's a rocket. No, 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 no. It's the silo that doesn't have the rocket in it. And it's where the B objective is. And like people basically keep spawning on the roof and like holding the objective or whatever. <clears throat> there was a point in time where the other team had the objective at B and they were camping the elevator. So you couldn't just run in the elevator and go up like they were going to kill you. So I was like, all right, bet I got something for them. So I went like inside the middle area of the silo and I just like grappled up. I had to wait for it to like reload or whatever. But like I felt like felt like Batman. <laughs> it was like I grapple up wait a second, wait for it to reload, whatever, grapple up to the next side, wait a second, wait for it to reload, grapple up again. And then eventually I made my way up and like, I snuck around some dudes and this, this happened multiple occasions where I got myself like at least like four or five kills, just 
creeping up behind guys with the grapple and like just taking them all out. And those moments, like you said, Manny, like those, those are the type of things that can only happen in Battlefield to me. Like mm-hmm. crazy tornado things happening, like a blowing a hole through the side of a building so that you can get another angle to like kill, you know, people and get the objective. Like that, oh my God, that is what makes Battlefield fucking special. And Chris, I'm so sad that you didn't get a chance to check it out yet, man. I tried, man. I mean, I could have been probably more on it. Like I said, I ain't been gaming as much as I need to be in the last few weeks, but still, that shit was weird. Fucking Saturday. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come it was, on. It was a pretty bad choice. But um, but yeah, the one last thing though we gotta talk about with Battlefield is uh, you know, a, a week after the beta had finished, we finally get a trailer for this hazard zone mode. Um, so we, we, you know, it's it something that we kept seeing in the in the menus, and I think uh, Dice had like briefly talked about, but we didn't really understand what Hazard Zone was. There were some rumors that it was going to be a, a true battle royale. There were some rumors that it may be an escape from Tarkov type of thing. Um, but no, it's it's uh, something different entirely. So I'm going to read you off the the synopsis here. I still don't feel like I fully know what it is, but you know, it is what it is. So they say. Uh, Discover Battlefield Hazard Zone, a tense, squad-focused survival experience combining edge-of-your-seat gameplay with the best of the Battlefield sandbox. That means nothing. Inserted (laughs) as a four-member squad, you must locate and retrieve critical data drives scattered throughout the battlefield while competing against opposing squads with the same objectives and local militia. So it sounds like it's a PvPVE type of situation. Um, anyways, succeed by gathering the data drives and choosing when to extract before a storm overtakes the area in this high stakes, one life experience, every bullet, every skirmish, every decision counts. And then they go on to say a bunch of other things, but, um, they basically go on and also mention that the game is going to support 120 player, uh, 28 players. Although I feel like I heard them say at one point that the mode won't support 128, that it may actually only support like 64 or 32. Mm. Um, I, we'll have to get some confirmation on that, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like I have a better understanding of what this mode is in comparison to the the Ghost Recon game that we talked about last episode. Um, you know, it, it sounds like you drop in, you you grab like a, a data drive and uh, they didn't mention it here, but apparently you can only extract two times in the game. You can ex- extract middle of the game and then at the very end of it. So, you know, you have two opportunities to win. And it, I guess they were also talking about the idea that there's kind of like a, a tactical factor to it. It's like, OK, do you go in in the first drop? you know, where everybody's probably trying to rush over and like get it and whatnot. And there's probably a lot more people alive or do you wait until the end? Like you don't even bother trying to extract on that first one. <clears throat> you kind of sit it out, wait till the end. And then there's less people that you have to contend with. So I do think that's kind of cool. They're also a little bit clearer about it by saying that it is a one life experience. So in that way, it does make it a little bit more like battle Royale. Uh, but you know, with that being said, guys, what is your take on it? Manny, I'll start with you. Yeah, and I also heard that they have like a little black market mode or thing where it's like the data you collect gives you like currency. So that kind of makes Ooh, it a little so unique a little in itself. Like okay. And like, I wonder like how that affects the gameplay and how it works because I know we all know Tarkov where you start off, you bring your own loot and pretty much whatever you bring with, you can either lose it 
or drop it for better loot when you kill people or end up with um pretty much with the same loot and just go out with what you need and how this one is like basically intel based where it's like you got these little intel falling from the sky practically from what the trailer show and you just got to pretty much run up to it steal the intel and bounce and that's how you get your currency there so i wonder how like the black market does play factor and hopefully it is like one of those things where it's like there is a risk to it instead of being like, okay, just drop in with your basic loot and uh, you do your thing there. Like, it could be like a battle royale where everybody pops in with a pistol and does the thing, but then that kind of like would feel like a defeat the purpose with the black market. So I'm kind of hoping it is like a Tarkov thing where it's like what you come in with is like what you pretty much buy or whatever and either hope to keep it or you die and you lose it all. I really hope that that's the case because. Yeah, like it, it leads more into the the high stakes thing that they're talking about here, where it's like, okay, what you do actually matters, like for your character the next time you try to load into this match. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's really cool. So, hmm. yeah, it's uh, thank you, Manny, for for bringing that up. Um, so yeah, I mean, Chris, what do you with that information? What do you think about this mode? You kind of excited um, for it? Which well, is- one, yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. It seems like Battlefield in general, this game's just loaded. It sounds like. It feels like they're trying to give you a lot of avenues to play different kinds of things, very much like Call of Duty is doing now. Um, in some ways, it sounds like we might get even more with what they're doing with Battlefield. If you consider what they're doing Portal, then this, then the actual, you know, arena shooting and all that stuff, they're doing a lot of stuff with this game, man. Um, which also makes me have nightmares while being awake about the file size <laughs> Damn, that shit's gonna be a smooth 230 easy oh, no. maybe more oh, maybe no. more bro oh my god i'm not looking forward to that i'm totally not but yeah man it sounds like a very very cool mode in a sense you know another question that kind of came up with after we had that conversation about the um the ubisoft one was when I think about the people who actually go and go get the intel, right? There's a lot of a lot of risk associated with being the person who decides to do that. Um, you know, you're gonna land in the hotspot. You're gonna be fighting with other folks who are trying to get the intel. Not only that, you gotta get to the spot where you gotta do the extraction or whatever. But then there's the folks that are camping, waiting for you that didn't want to do shit. So you're fighting generally from the second you drop to the extraction point. I guess my other question was always gonna be. The folks who decide to just camp and wait and not do any of the extract and not um, go get the intel or whatever. Is there a way that they're incentivizing that the people who are doing that are fighting each other until the person comes with the intel? Because I don't want it to be a situation where the team that's waiting literally can just go find a building or a really good vantage point and just sit there the whole entire fucking game until the action gets brought to them. Because that's kind of like cheap. It's like... You put all the risk on the person going to get the intel, but barely any on the person who's just being a gatekeeper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm trying to figure out how they make those interactions work. Like, well, they, the the one thing I can say, I mean, they mentioned with Battlefield, I don't know anything about the Ghost Recon one, but at least with Battlefield, there is a storm that's like, like funneling players into certain situations. Right. Okay. okay. So even if you're, even if you don't necessarily have the intel, you still have to move. And I'm, I'm, 
again, we don't know anything about Ghost Recon, so I'm not even going to try to address it. But at least with Battlefield, I could see there being a situation where there's incentive to get the drives early. Like maybe the longer you have the drives, the more currency you get so that you can get better guns, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Like I feel like there are the way this system's set up, it sounds like there's ways to incentivize players to engage sooner as opposed to waiting. Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the storm, like I said, like that mechanic can probably push players from point A to point B. Like, yeah, no, sure. Yeah, P- sure. PUBG had interesting mechanics to make sure that players didn't necessarily sit still all the time. Like they had the, the red zone. If they'd noticed that a player was camping for too long, like they would drop a red zone on you and like, it would basically just bomb the area. I don't oh, know shit. if it was as effective, <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was pretty cool. Like I, I remember I like that. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> But if you're in the building, like the buildings didn't collapse or anything like that, whereas they do in in Battlefield. So if Battlefield implemented a, a red zone feature, the building's gone. <laughs> yeah, the, the build the building's not standing by the time that shit's done. But PUBG, like you could just you could potentially still sit in the building and maybe survive. So I don't it didn't really work as well in my opinion. But you know I could see them trying to figure something like that out for players who are camping because. Obviously, that doesn't make for as good of an experience, and somebody could just sit there yeah, and camp the whole time yeah. and then wait for you to swing by and like kill you. Like, it's the nature of gaming. Like, camping is, you know, tactically speaking, that's kind of how shit works in real life. But there's got to be some level of balancing to try to get players to move and engage and so on and so forth. So. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be the meta strat to camp. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, shit, we've even played games where we're like, all right, let's just sit here for a couple minutes before we move. That's part of the game. You're right. But like, these cats that are just gonna load in, drop, find their spot, and then just literally sit. not move, yeah. like nah, bro, that ain't it. <laughs> yeah, that is not it. So, aside from that, I mean, everything else sounds dope about the mode. I'm excited to play both of them. I don't know if they're gonna hit like how they're supposed to, but they're both trying to bring us something different while being similar to each other at the same time in some ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I can't say anything bad. I'm always happy with people trying new things. Don't know if it's gonna hit, but I'm here for it and see what happens. But Battlefield's loaded, bro. That's a, that's going to be 230 easy, bro. Easy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't know, though. I feel like they're not going to be as egregious bro, bro. as, like, Call it, Call of Duty is the worst. So I would... Don't don't measure your thought process around how bad Warzone is with its, like, storage. Because I don't feel like Battlefield's going to be as bad, but I don't know. I mean, the, the beta wasn't too bad. It was, like, 16 gigs, you know? Yeah, but then, like, because we said it was like one game mode and like not too much stuff to do with it. You're right. Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the assets that are, that are going to be in the. Like they would have to kind of make it like COD now, where they let you select and choose what exactly you want to have in the game at what time. Because if they're giving you all this shit, like why would they not allow you to? I don't know. I I'm just worried. <laughs> Personally, I feel like COD is poorly like. Oh, this is going to be like, controversial, I guess, but like it's poorly designed from a file like structure standpoint right like verdansk is it's big but like in theory if all i wanted to to do was download warzone and just have warzone why the hell is it a 200 gig like install that doesn't make any sense to me verdansk is one map all you do is reload on that same map yeah there's a lot of different things going on on that map but like it doesn't need to be that big apex isn't that big and apex that's I mean, just rock apex has textures like a lot i don't know man it's not no no i i know i know you're playing around but like it's just weird to me like i don't i don't understand why call of duty really is as big as it is like it doesn't really make sense to me 
Like, you know, Cyberpunk isn't as big as, like, from a file stat standpoint, it's not as big as Warzone. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Wow, yeah. It's about 50-something gigs, if I'm not mistaken. Right, oh, and that's a, that's a, like, Night City is massive, and there's a yeah, lot going really on. Yeah, it is. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I don't know if uh, Battlefield would succumb to that same thing. I, uh, I think you might be all right. Also, <laughs> also, if you think about it like this, you know, like the Battlefield version that we'll be downloading is a next gen only version. And eh, I don't know, I'm not going to get like that's that's going to get like super nerdy in this tech talk. But in theory, when you have an SSD, you can compress more because the SSD is faster at decompressing the content. So in theory, you can make a smaller game. So. I don't know. But and I know that Warzone for a fact doesn't utilize that. So yeah. something. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna pray because I can't be seeing no two hundred plus gigs, man. Mm-hmm. What I would have to delete. They're just gonna force me to go get that damn terabyte damn thing, man. I'm not ready to buy it yet. I need time. I already have it and that shit is I'm I'm uh, basically filling up hard drives, so um, you got multiple memory cards. That's what I'm calling it. Just memory cards. Yeah, that's that is what they are. They're hot swappable. They're basically memory cards. Um, all right. Yeah, but um, yeah. Of course. I mean, we can't wait to see what's gonna come from uh, Battlefield 2042. Portion got delayed, but you know it's coming in November, so we'll see more about it. We'll get Chris his first Battlefield experience. It's gonna yeah, be great. I'm trying to um, blow somebody's head off and the helmet go flying that way and then a squirrel land on it and some shit that's what i'm trying to have now yo the the moment that's gonna really fuck with you bro is like at least this is the moment that really like hit for me with battlefield and i did it in the fucking beta and it was so exciting uh the rpg bro you like hit like a helicopter out the sky just completely Mm -hmm. murder like a whole team and a heli Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah yo Remember when you did that in Warzone like a year and change ago? No, that was a while ago, man. I remember yo, tossing C4. That and... shit was fucking oh. hilarious. It's definitely going to be one of the moments, bro. We're going to be playing together. And like, it, it's just, it's one of those games where it's like, there's always going to be a moment where somebody can be like, yo, watch this. Or like something ridiculous <laughs> happens that everybody's like, oh shit. <laughs> like, it's so good, man. Uh, mm-hmm. mm, mm, mm. okay but yeah guys um that's it for this week's episode you know thank you guys for uh for talking with us vibing with us um this was a fun one for sure um but before we go you know how we always do manny start it off man where can the people find you you already know always gooping 24 7 uh you can find me at twitch.tv slash goopmasterflex as well as uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at GoopmasterFlex. Um, underscore. The only difference is on Instagram, it's actually underscore TTV, but everything else is just GoopmasterFlex underscore. All right. About that. And then, Mr. Chris, where can the people find you? Where can they pen pal you at? Uh, first of all, uh, I don't do pen paling because that shit is for losers, so I don't do that shit. Uh, second of all, if you do want to find your boy, I'm at the same shit as always, M-A-Y-2-5-T-H-X-X. I got to make sure I can, like, see my hands. I didn't hear yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's where you find it. You're looking for me. All right, bet, bet. For me, guys, you know, I'm the Black Ice 8. 
pretty much everywhere on Xbox, Twitter, twitch.tv slash black ice eight. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, it's a little different. It's going to be black ice eight underscore gaming, but make sure to check me out. Also, make sure to check out the uh, podcast up on TikTok at Expansion Pack Podcast, as well as on Instagram at XPack Pod. Thank you guys again for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you guys are up on the YouTube. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye, y'all.